Hi everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Out of the Box Talks. Today, we have with us Mr. Anshu Gupta, founder director of Goonj and Grounds of Mumbai in conversation with Meenakshi Ramesh, executive director United Way of Chennai. Anshu is a recipient of Schwab Award for Social Entrepreneur of the Year in 2012 and the Ramon Magsessy Award in 2015. Goonj utilizes urban surplus material as a tool to trigger large-scale developmental activities across rural India. They work under the verticals of education, livelihood, health and sanitation, environment and disaster relief and rehabilitation across 28 states and unit territories of India through local wisdom. Hi Anshu, it is such a joy and privilege to have you here in Chennai and that you agreed to be on this podcast with us is a matter of double joy for me and my team so thank you very much thank you to invite and to to you know include me in this journey you have been a huge inspiration to so many of us 24 years and stepping into the 25th year is a significant portion of one's lifetime how has this shaped you as an individual where were you 24 years ago where are you today and how do you look back at the anshu who started goods so lot of things i would say uh, remain same okay so my my musty my love for food uh, my uh, you know that street food thing in any part of the country my golgappa eating in every single city or village all that remains absolutely absolutely uh, same i think what but i'm i, I i'll say i'm i'm a much more i'll not say knowledgeable but much more uh, mature person in terms of understanding people okay cha uh because also very in the very initial phase i understood the value of changing lenses that do i want to see this world through my lenses or is important to see it through the lenses of people also okay i mean the the people with whom we were trying yeah. to work then the other thing which helped a lot i mean someone who was not exposed to the villages of india at all someone who has grown up in the smallest possible cities of india because my father was a very very say say dabang and honest uh, government officer so by the time i had i done my 10 plus 2 i changed seven schools okay okay and so there were there were places we just discovered one one of those schools where i did my fourth standard okay and so even if financially it was okay to go to a better school that was only school right okay so so this this choice of working in the villages saying that villages are my universities and taking villages as universities i think that has helped me a lot so i do not uh, maybe in the initial phase i must be having my own arrogance of good education and all that which most of us and i also learned english soon so that also you know additional point of the uh, arrogance but i think it was uh, i think timely that that uh, arrogance must have gone out alive soon so very soon very so very i mean just in the beginning of the journey i would uh, say and because also uh, as as a journalist inside and as a as a as a photographer inside i also 
decided to go to all these disaster sites and work. And you know, disasters are big levelers. Disasters teach you something which you otherwise cannot learn in life. And like in Hindi we say, na, jiske paas hota hai, wo hai. the people who have it, lose it. Yeah. So that's what right from the beginning I saw myself. I, I, I even today in any big disaster I go uh, create my base and we start it. And I'm using, I don't use the word I, but this is a personal journey. That's why I'm saying this. So even today, I, I like Chennai also, when the flood happened, for almost a month and a half, I was stationed here. Yes. Yes, I know you were here too, because I think there were groups in which you were helping coordinate relief efforts and there were lots of things. Whatever little, I mean, whatever you learn, that needs to go to people. I hear you loud and clear, because every time we had a disaster in any part of the country, we know that the Gunch team is there, almost like India there and starting the relief. But also, I think you have chosen to throw light or shift the narrative to talk about non-issues. Yeah. That was something that intrigued me a lot. Everybody has issues that they want to raise. What are these non-issues that you want to raise? Please tell us. You know, so I'm not saying that we should not work on the issues. Ultimately, uh, we end up working on the issues. There are there are some hidden aspects of those issues itself. So you you go and and you say we help people or we support people. Wonderful. I mean, people do need that help or support. But can it be done in a much better way, where you also are very careful and mindful of the dignity of people? Right. Right. So now that dignity is a non-issue. When, when I go to the market to, or I or anyone in the family, if you go to the market and to buy a sanitary pad, even if it's an ultra-thin sanitary pad, small pack, you ask for a black polythene or a newspaper to wrap, right? But if you see in any disaster or any public program or whatever, we go and give a sanitary pad to someone and then click a selfie. Yeah. Or we have this useless... Uh, thought process going on in the world that if you put a picture of doing good on your Facebook, you motivate people. And I am asking people then, listen, boss, all the, you know, the good thing in the shape of freedom movements to Bhutan movements to whole of these things, they were faceless. And uh, did we have Facebook or Twitter or something? So do you, do you really need a picture of yours so distributing chocolate to motivate people or, or there are better ways? Are, are you really worried or are you careful about the dignity of that woman and how how that woman is different from my mother, sister or wife? I have heard you raise this consistently across various platforms and shows. So I think... We have to win achieve. Uh, but you know, the value system, I, I take these things as value system. And value system, you have to remind people. So like my mom, my mom will, whenever we meet and say, my mom will say, my beta joke ni bola. My beta just don't, don't say lie, don't tell a lie. And you are like 35, you're like 40, and your mother is still reminding you, you know. So I used to feel awkward about it. Okay, as if I'm, I'm a liar. Little boy. Little boy. But then you, then, you know, once you grow, you said, in, in that journey, how have you grown? And then, then, then when you grow, then you realize, but she's just making sure she's just 
it's just reminding because with all these so called publicity or some awards and all that you don't know when the arrogance comes and you don't know what goes in your head you don't know how you start you know leaving that value system so she's just playing her, her role carry that's it so 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 non issues are one there are there are non issues which are not even hidden but we've not taken care of it so like if you talk about literally from clothing to 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 this menstruation sanitary pad and all i mean a whole lot of things which we started doing you know in the last few years and then there are non issues which are uh you can say which are not tangible which are related to the value systems and that's where i'm talking about dignity i'm talking about self respect i am talking about recognizing something someone as it is you know why should i expect everything from you why am i not understanding that this is your skill so like when we go to uh, do this cloth for work not even once we have said that anyone or everyone who knows how to dig a well come out we don't do that it's a community we say this you know you guys have decided now we have to dig a well now you self organize because there are five six functions in digging a well right okay you Divide someone someone needs to dig someone needs to fix it someone needs to throw the whatever rubble comes out so you will you will understand it who am i to say that only those five people who know how to do it if i am doing that that means i am not accepting people as it is so oh. is their village they know each other very well they also understand their own power but are we recognizing that imagine i mean how do you call farmer an unskilled do aam ki kalam jod de tisra aam who innovates so that farmer is not an innovator even after coming out with a few thousand you know different variety of rice but a person in an iit lab whose innovation has not even see the sun and is lying at the basement that person is called an innovator in the, even in that fraternity so so that is where we we want to be honest by design we want those people to remain like that yeah it's a power structure period but then again it all loops back into what you said about changing the lens about seeing the world through somebody else's eyes and seeing what value that person brings to the ecosystem and to the economy both values and i mean economic and uh, social value yeah. that's where i thought i should ask you you have spoken in a few public forums about your gram swabhiman initiative mm. so i thought we should ask you if you will explain to our listeners so i would say that's say that's my new kira okay uh, because i have kira of a few thousand kiras yeah. <laughs> and uh, also i think uh, to be honest uh, in search of a search of a new and deeper journey for for myself okay because i'm i don't meditate i don't know you know all those good things about my my way of coping up with life and understanding you know it's a bit different your journeys into your hundreds of rural areas is your meditation nobody said you're to sit in one place and close your eyes a lot of people used to call me that anshu you're very spiritual and i used to wonder because i thought spirituality is something different but i now and i now agree 
you know, very close to your uh, spiritual core, I have to yeah, say. Yeah, but I, I used to oppose and I said, no, spirituality, no, I am not. No, but then with time you grow, right? Yes. I mean, your definition also changes. Exactly, exactly. And I, I, I want to say that you may not be a ritualistic person, but I'm sure you're deeply spiritual. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So, um, so I'll, I'll give you a very simple example. Every, each one of us, I mean, every single listener can do this, let's say, uh, if we imagine our present and especially the past, there was at least one kid in the family or in the colony uh, who was who was labeled slow, buddhu, right? Where the entire world was telling that, no, 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 this guy is slow. This guy will not do this. If he or she goes to the markets, will sit for half an hour, one hour, will not come back. Absolute irresponsible. Some all kind of nonsense we uh, keep talking about that person. That 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 kid is absolutely normal. Okay, um, his or her pace is different. That is it. Now, what happens when the kid grows? Uh, there are two options. One, that kid becomes rebellion. Say a couple of percent of that, and they say, "Oh, this is how the society treated me." Now I'll prove that. The other is that the, the that kid accepts and both are wrong. So my uh, you know the conclusion straight away now after a lot of thinking is that this is what we have done to the larger population of the world. We told them you are poor, you are poor, you are unskilled, I will tell you what to do. You are garib, bechara, besara, all that. This is how you will sit. Education means this. All that kind of thing. I mean, our own power structures in the in the process. Okay. Now, so I said, no, this is this is not done because uh, so so we started traveling in the villages and uh, first we the, the process is a very simple thing. You go and you say that I'm here to say thank you to you. Now the person will immediately say, no no no. Uh, why are you saying thank you? You came from so far. You took so much of time. You took so much of pain. We said, okay, fine. This is absolutely fine. This is correct. But tell me the road which I used to come here, who made this? The house where I stay, who has made it? The factory, my office, where this t-shirt is made, whatever, whatever. And then also the food which I eat, who is doing that? Slowly they start understanding. And they say, yes, they start with Sarkar, they start, then they say Panchayat, and then they come to themselves, okay, yeah, this is... I made it. Made it. These conversations have never happened. So the guy realized, okay, this is what is happening. Then you ask them that all the conversations, whenever these kind of meetings happen, we only talk about what is not there with us. One of the, even the people like us will go and say, okay, what are your problems? What can we do for you? These are very normal conversations by even government, CSR, NGOs, everyone is doing the same thing today. Yeah. So we say, we said today we are not going to talk about what is not there. The only converse, conversation is that what do we have? And Minakshi, it starts with, I have trees, jungle, road, school, you know, 
instead of complaining about a school, now they're saying there is a school. Correct. Whether that's working or not, that's a different issue. Well, that's another smaller that's, problem. That's a different right. issue. But there is a school. Correct. There is a road. And there is jungle. And like in Hindi, in Maharashtra, someone said, Ki we have sea. And then says, Samundra mein kekla hai. <laughs> then the other one says, Hare paas nadi hai. The other one, then the one more person says, Nadi mein mashli hai. Correct. So they start realizing. And then, so this is just, we, we have everything from water to this and then, and then they, ex, they, they accept that these conversations also never happened. We didn't know that what do we have. Then I asked them that, Achha, to now tell me who is poor. And then everyone says we are poor. Then you ask them that, okay, if I change this t-shirt, I normally wear t-shirt, uh, to a torn t-shirt, who am I? He says, you are also poor. Before that, they call you rich. And then we argue, and then we come to a conclusion that I go, I say, I know how to eat a mango, but I cannot climb on the tree. I can eat fish, I don't know how to swim. Yeah. I can eat rice, I don't know how to grow a farming. I can, you know, uh, run my whatever vehicles, but I don't know tractor. So then I ask them who is poor. They say you. In Baswada, one lady says, Aapko kheti nahi aati, to aap khate kya ho? Because you to conversation in These conversations have never happened. So then we say that, boss, listen, there is poverty. But that's a financial poverty. That's an economic poverty. You're not poor. I am poor in swimming, I am poor in climbing, I am poor so in it singing. It has to be a relative concept. You can't label someone poor. There is one part of poverty which all of us have. If I can't, you know, say swim, if I can't fly, I am poor. But that's, so that's what I tell them that, uh, you know, and, and because this is right now a personal thing happening now, a lot of people will do. Yeah, you will take this we are conversation to We are taking conversation in a big way. Huh. We tell them that, listen, boss, we don't call ourselves poor because And the fact remains that whatever I have, you know, you have much more than me. You are much more skilled than me. You know how to run your life. You know how to do this. I mean, in COVID, we were not able to manage, but Indian villages were able to manage in a much bigger way. And you have much bigger heart. You, if if one ma if a, if a marriage happens in the village, even now the entire village the entire village comes together. But they're not understanding that this is a power. No one is talking about it. Everyone is just going and saying that tum to garib bechare, bechare. So, so many thoughts are going through my mind as I'm listening to you, Anshu. One thought was we had a speaker, uh, a distinguished speaker, at our event called Markets and Economy last year. And I heard him at another event where he launched a book about India's forgotten heroes of the revolution, of the freedom struggle. And he said something about Aurobindo, hmm. who then became as first he was a revolutionary and then became a spiritual leader. Hmm. And he said Aurobindo was not the kind of revolutionary who, like your Bhagat Singh or Chandrasekhar Azad, took a, a, at, you know, went to try to hmm. the connector or whatever. He wanted to fight. What he thought and what he wrote in 1910 was the colonialism of the mind. Yeah. Saying yeah. the British will leave our country, yeah. but I am worried that they will impose on our minds this 
fear this conviction that we are inferior people absolutely and that conviction will take over 100 years to go away and he said this in 1910 yeah. and unfortunately it is not limited to britishers before that we had king after that we had kings we had all the angrez no no not only so we should not blame only the angrez okay that's what we also need to understand not that that without angrez we are absolutely fantastic uh-huh. people and there was no power structures and there were no you know landless and then our vested interest in keeping the yeah. but but unfortunately we put everything on angrez let's also talk about before and after angrez and if we can correct so many things in the society it's not that it is impossible Absolutely. to correct i hear you i hear you so another thought that came to me was over the years and so i have heard you speak and in person conversations i've heard you on interviews uh, i remember there was a uh, i think it was ndtv that had featured you just after the ramon maxis award mm-hmm. and that was where i realized that in our uh, profession or whatever work or the sector we tend to use this word beneficiary too loosely yeah. and it gives us this power that we are god we are the donor and we are the do gooder yeah. and i'm not i'm not asking you to react i'm just sharing with you that that was something mm. that affected me very deeply and mm-hmm. even at work i say this to my team very often i yeah. say please let's avoid the word beneficiary yes. because who are we to benefit them yeah. we are here to try and do something that can perhaps change the situation a little bit for the better but the other thought that came to me when you said gram swabhiman is maybe we need a shehar swabhiman movement so you know what we thought we will call it we'll call it jan swabhiman okay we thought uh-huh. but then we realized that it is the it is a pride of uh, the village people is is at a stake at a very large scale okay also the the concept of slum you know a lot of people have been saying different things and my concept of slum is different people say that slums are the extension of the cities and i say that if slums are the extension of the cities then people like me and you should also go in a stay because all of us love to stay in extensions mm. so slums are the not slums are not the extension of the cities slums are the extension of the villages when we do not take care of people at the road they're forced the forced com- migration forced migration or economic opportunity okay and economic opportunity is compulsion and is when we are saying forced of course it is it is forced so whenever i mean personally whenever we talk about it whenever i think about it i always think that slums are villages a distorted version of that in compulsion because it is in a mix of it so in a way if you see that that means that still 70 80% is village yeah yeah still if you create some more opportunities in the villages people will go back in 2020 no one was Sorry. coming to the city everyone was going to the village and it's quite clear that many of those people don't want to come back no they don't want to. i mean if you see uttarakhand and many other states i have met in so many journeys with so many people they do not want to they are you know because something they realize that in 5000 6000 rupees although unfortunately those opportunities are not there they can still live a good dignified life in 15000 rupees in a city like chennai bangalore hyderabad bombay Maybe you end up in a slum exactly you know with no dignity no name children forced to study in the worst part of the school and cheaper air is cleaner and your own food yes your own food 
you eat bajra when you are in your own place and either bajra is a fashionable stuff those people who eat bajra on a daily basis cannot touch bajra in delhi bombay because it's not so expensive acha expensive it's so expensive it's not that available it's all messed up and that's why i say minakshi that i think it is a choice of people like us that where do we put in our resources time money energy we want to really really kill the mosquito or we want to treat malaria choice is ours it's not that we do not have choice unfortunately most of us choose, choose the treat malaria and the easy path because that is happening 20 kilometers why do you want to see malaria in any case i mean what what gives you a kick why don't you go somewhere deeper and and really really solve that mosquito thing and and why are we not understanding in the issues that uh, these issues are absolutely absolutely interlinked so if you want to solve the problem of education in some of these villages by making best possible schools and e-learning and de-learning nothing is going to happen the only way to take it one of the way i'll not even say only way one of the way to solve that education problem in that area is that you work on water okay because unless you work on water unless you give them water close to home okay and and especially the water for agriculture so unless you really really work for water on agriculture people will not stay back so mid day meal might be there in the papers but kids will not be there in the schools so to solve the problem of education go and solve the problem of in one of these big uh, you know place where there was one minister also years back i said accidents happen okay the moment an accident happen we put whole lot of lights we make roads wider whatever at all those spots but have we ever tried to understand that maybe we need to just do the eye checking of the drivers i need two three glasses with me even if there is like little bit of sun i have a sunglass all the tractors and cab guys where are the opportunities and schemes to get their eyes tested i have a little bit of headache i go and get my eyes checked i i get my eyes checked for every damn thing and accidents we think we will stop by making better roads and all that to be honest fast roads you will have more accident because the guy because the guy is not able to see anshu this is what i really like and admire about you is that your messaging is consistent once again you are saying change the lens absolutely change the way you look at the issue so that's really i mean inspiring it's i think consistency is one of the reasons for how far you have brought goons i am going to change tack a little bit here and i am going to embarrass you a little bit and would say i was on a call with your daughter last week dear listeners and with this we come to the end of part 1 of the conversation this is your host vinod signing off see you in part 2